Welcome to the Film 7 Podcast, the show that keeps you updated with the latest TV and movie news. My name is Andy and I've got here with me Jake. How's it going, Andy? Hello, everybody listening this week. How you all doing? How are you doing, Andy? I'm doing good. Just back from seeing Shazam. We'll talk about it later in the show, but yeah, I'm, apart from that, I've been good. Seen anything cool this week? Actually, not really. The only thing I've managed to see has been Shazam, honestly. Looking at, honestly, I haven't, no, I haven't seen anything new this week. Just Shazam. Yeah, that's it. That's my film week. Shazam, full stop. I've been lucky enough to go to the cinema three times this week. I saw Dumbo, Mm -hmm. Pet Cemetery, and of course, Shazam for the second time. And I liked one out of three. I think I can tell which one it will it was. I'm, yeah, I can yeah. Guess. So uh, we'll go into Shazam later into our review, but I I thought Dumbo was okay. Yeah, it was okay. It uh, it missed the magic mm. I thought that the original had, and it just seemed like a carbon copy. Do you know? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like right. it, they didn't add anything new to it. It was just sort of let's make the original live action. Is this a how do I put this? Is this a Han Solo type movie? A movie we didn't need? No, I mean, I think they should carry on with making these live action remakes, but there's a way of doing them well. Like, you know, I, I thought Cinderella was really good. I thought I loved The Jungle Book. I thought that was fantastic. But there's been some that have been kind of stinkers. Yeah. This one, I wouldn't say this one's completely terrible. This, it's, it's okay. It's mm. okay. You know, it, it's, it's good for kids. Kids will, will seem to enjoy it. Um, the only thing for me that I liked about it was the visuals, which, okay, okay, it's Tim Burton. You're going to get that. And it did look really nice. But I just felt the the acting as well was kind of flat. And the cast is amazing. Mm. Like, you know, you look at on paper these names, really, really good talent. And a lot of them were very flat. Seemed like they phoned it in. They didn't want to be there. The only good thing about it for me, acting-wise, was Danny DeVito. Love him. Not even Evergreen. No, no, yeah. yeah it just but then again, I, I think she did the best with what she had. Okay, it just didn't. The script wasn't quite there for me. But yeah, that's okay film. And then another okay film I thought was Pet Cemetery. It wasn't again. It wasn't terrible, but it was actually disappointing for me considering how much I was looking forward to it because you know the trailers did kind of look good. It has been getting some good critic reviews and stuff like that. So I thought, okay, this could be actually quite good. But for me. It just didn't land. Mm. I mean, we've always said it on this show that Stephen King genre of horror is a bit dated. It's not what it's not horror now. We've grown beyond that type of horror. So I kind of knew it wouldn't be one of those films where you watch and you come out and you're like, oh my God. You know, I just knew it would be a meh kind of movie for most people. And that and that's what it was for me. Like the first hour of the movie I thought was quite boring. Mm-hmm. Nothing actually happened, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And they're just no character development. Like the, you know, you see in the trailers, they're meant to be like a family. And I just didn't get that. I just didn't buy that they were this family that had been together, for, you know, for all their lives sort of thing. Unlike us, where you believed that was a family. Do you know what I mean? The chemistry was, was really, really good in here. But in this one, it just didn't, just didn't gel for me. And like you said, the, the horror aspect of it, it was a bit dated. I didn't find it scary at all. Like when I watch a horror movie, I love being scared, which mm. is why I love watch, watching horror movies. I love that feeling on the pit of your stomach when you know it's just un- you're, the tone is uneasy and you're just unsettled, but you're loving it at the same time. I didn't get that with this movie throughout the whole movie. There were moments where I got it, but like with us, it was there throughout the whole movie. Yeah. 
and like you didn't know sort of what was going to happen with this one it was kind of predictable yeah i can imagine because you know it's a book which has already been made into a film and then we're making another film about you know it's just a lot of layers so it, it, i i knew it was going to be it wasn't going to be rave for us i i knew that was going to be the case but i will still watch it i will i just didn't get the chance to watch it this week but i will still give it a shot because yeah, give it a shot because yeah. some people do really like this movie. Yeah. So you, you might really like it for, exactly. for you know. But mm -hmm. that's just my thoughts on it. True. So with that, we're just going to kick off into the show now. Three segments. And the first one is the movie and TV news. So Andy, we've been a bit slow on the news week. Nothing's much happening. Yeah. Apart from one big thing that we will talk about a big bit later but we'll start off with netflix yep they have renewed the umbrella academy for season two i didn't notice till i got the um, notes for the show today. oh did you I, not see I, it? I did not see it i didn't notice i'm very happy about it yeah, because so it's official now i mean i would have been disappointed if they didn't renew it because the end of season one left a lot of unanswered questions but yeah i mean i love season one it's very unique very special I think they they got a lot more story to tell and where they can go with this. So yeah, I'm all for it. Give me season two now. Yeah, me too. I, I, I'm I'm excited about this. Season one was really good. It was good. Obviously, it had some quirks here and there, and we spoke about it on the show. But for most parts, it was really good, and I'm just I'm happy that we're gonna see it again. So that's good. Good news. I'm happy about this. What do you want to see in season two? Where, where would you like to see the story go? Well, I'd like to. There were a lot of cliffhangers in the first season, a lot of things that they showed but didn't explain much. For example, the origins of the professor himself. We found out he was an alien. What? Didn't see that coming. So I want to get more about that. Why did he send his first son to the moon? You know, a lot. Of, so there were a lot of questions that were asked um, in this first season that I want them to just answer first before they introduce anything. Just answer those questions tie those knots first then we can move on to other things but yeah those are the kind of things i'm i'm kind of thinking of and so yeah no yeah i completely agree with you as well i think the the biggest question on my mind is why did he send him to the moon mm. now it states in the series when you watch it oh he just sent you in the moon to get you away you know just to keep you occupied I think there's something else there. Yeah. I think there's definitely a deeper meaning. And I think it could connect with your other question, which is, where did he come from? Mm. He's an alien? Like, that was, that was whoa, you just yeah, like, took me by surprise. And I'd read the comics because he's, he's not an alien in the comics. He's just a normal guy. So when they did that, I was like, ooh, what's, that's strange. Yeah. Okay. And then you just left it and they didn't answer the question anymore. I was like, okay. We'll see what happens there, but mm -hmm. yeah, plenty to be answered, but yeah, I'm so glad they're getting a season two. Yeah. I wonder how, because the season one, even though there was a lot of changes from the comics, they still followed the, the, the main story of the comics, which was number seven, Vanya becomes the white violin and then it has all this power. Yeah. That's the main story in the comics. I wonder if they're going to follow that with the book two as well, or if they're going to just keep on going, because with season one, uh, sorry, book one, that story finished with the white violin mm. this one hasn't though has it it, no, it, hasn't. it, it seems so it, that's interesting i think things like this what they do is they give the directors some plot points you need to hit this mark hit this mark hit that mark you know then they can this is what we we're talking about before we start recording that they give them the marks then they can play around with 
some aspects of the show but there are certain marks they need to hit certain plot points that they need to flesh out then the rest is up for the director's creativity so i think they will follow the books in the major story sorry the comics in the major storyline but they will then add the other bits that make it more interesting to watch but i do have a theory about sending him to the moon i think i spoke about it i think he knew because if you watch season one what's number one was partly the reason why white violin got to destroy the earth because his interference with certain things happening so i think maybe the professor saw that and sent him to the moon that's why he was in the moon and he wanted him there so that the events wouldn't happen but that's just my theory and i'm sure we'll talk more about it next year when it's time for the show to come up yeah i, I need to get it soon as well because i can't wait that long because I, I just need to know the answers because it was such a cliffhanger i hate when seasons do that because then you have to wait a whole year I mean, how long have we been waiting for Game of Thrones? Like two years, nearly now. two years. Yeah. Like crazy. Who came up with this thing that a series has to be every year? Why can't they just do like every six months? I like how American TV does it, where their seasons are like fifteen episodes long, and they do half of the episodes from October to December. They take a break for December, January, February, then they go from February to summer. Yeah, I like that. You know. No, I totally get with you, but that's it. There's two forms of watching tv now isn't there there's the traditional way which is what you just explained which is week by week you get a new episode of a tv show and then there's the new way which is here's the whole season binge everything, binge everything yeah. and doing one go it sort of depends i think it depends on the type of show you're watching i think it really depends because netflix introduced the whole binge watching i think certain shows need to be binge watched so you can eat everything up because because there's so much content and you need to know exactly what happens while some other shows, I think it's more like you can rest for a bit, you know, leading up to the, the next episode, you can sort of anticipate Ooh, what's going to happen. This is why I sort of like Game of Thrones that way, because with Game of Thrones, it has a similar vibe to Star Wars and like you're always excited. Oh, when's the next one coming out? And you're talking amongst your friends. Oh, did you see this? What do you think that, that does that mean? <gasps> I can't wait for this to happen. You know, it's something to look forward to. Now, if you binge it all at once, I think you lose a bit of that magic. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe shoot, record when you're shooting, shoot three seasons long before you put season one out. Shoot like three seasons long, then you release season one, then give us like three, four months to assimilate what we've just watched, then you release season two, give us three, four months, then you release season three. So in one year, you've just given us three seasons. Probably you've given us three seasons in one year rather than you have one season then you have to wait another year and all of that, you know, maybe just compile everything to it. It's easier said than done because I know how hard it is to make a film. So it's easier said yeah. than done, but it would be nice if back that was the case. Back to back shooting is, is tough. It's, it is tough. Because you're going to be in post-production in one and then in production in the other one and in pre-production in the other one. So it, it's a full-time job. And also I think to some element that the creators want to do that, but I don't think the networks and the streaming sites let them. Because you sort of it is a very much let do season one, let's see how it goes. Then we'll if it's if it's done well enough, we'll do season two. Yeah. You know, look what happened to the Marvel Netflix shows axed. You know. Yeah. Plus, it's 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 a very expensive venture because you can waste. Let, let just put a number out there. Maybe a million dollars per season, and you just go out there and record three million dollars worth of content, and you release season one, and nobody likes it. Then you so, yeah. exactly you can't release season two and three 
if people have complained about season one and then you lose two million dollars so yeah it makes sense i mean i was just talking from a consumer point but we'll see so we'll stay on netflix and we'll go to something you can talk about nd mm. and that is john cho he yep. is to be playing spike spiegel Yep. In Netflix's live action series of Cowboy Bebop. Yes. Now I'm aware of Cowboy Bebop. I've never actually watched it. Mm-hmm. You you yeah. you're a fan, yeah? I'm a big fan so of Cowboy. So go ahead. What is Cowboy Bebop? It's a space western. So just think of it like space. You know, science fi, you know, intergalactic travel, everything that happens in this in space genre. Mix that up with cowboyness, you know, with Western cowboy vibes, the whole gunslinging, you know, harsh sunlight, you know, very slow afternoons, all those cowboyish things. You mix that together and you get cowboy people. It's such a good show. It came out in the 90s or the early, it came out a long time ago and it, it's really good. It's about a group of um, bounty hunters and they're just trying to survive in this universe. So they're going for bounties. The main character, Spike, he had a girlfriend which he had to let go of and for some reasons, and I don't want to spoil it for those who will be watching because they've watched it. He's, part of him, all he's doing is trying to find his long lost love. But at the same time, it's he, he's trying to survive by doing the bounty hunting thing. That's his team. They're trying to survive by being bounty hunters. And there is this very dark organization, the Crime Lord, which he was a part of. So there's a lot of mixture and everything. So there, every episode, there is a bounty, but there's that underlining um, story that keeps you throughout the season. And it's so good. I, I, I couldn't get enough. And I was so sad when it ended. So I'm just happy that some there's something, it's not done and dusted. It's not in the graveyard. It's not like, somewhere in a coffin and what you have is what you have i'm just happy that they're expanding it because it's such a good thing and trust me if you can watch it this week i would love to hear what you think you would definitely love it anyone who's watching like if you love star wars if you like star trek if you like old western if you like fantasy like universes that are besides ours you will really like this one yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan of obviously Star Wars, but the aspect of like the Western side of Star Wars, because there is a lot of Western influence, you know, with the bounty hunters, yes. that sort of So I, I eat that stuff up. I love it. So you're saying this is all of that. Yeah. I'm definitely in. I'm, yeah. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. So you, as a person who's watched the original show, though, yeah. now that they're doing a live action, mm-hmm. do you hope they stick with the original story or do you want them to do something completely new? I want to see the same the characters, but a new story. The story can go beyond. So remember, I mentioned the crime. He had there's this. There's also that. I, I know. I, I said there's science fiction and there's western. There's also that Asian crime syndicate type of feel about it. Yeah. So there is also that crime syndicate aspect of it. So it's all going to revolve around those three things: bounty hunting, the crime syndicate, him looking for his lover as well. I want to see the characters because I want to see because obviously the the, the original show is an it's an it's, it's anime, isn't it? It's an anime, yeah. yeah. So, but I want to see them as people, what they would have actually looked like as real people because they have some very interesting characters there. I want to see the same characters, but if I was to choose, I don't want to see more of the bounty hunting side. I want to see more of that crime syndicate type thing because I do like that whole. Japanese crime syndicate where you have them with samurai swords and with suits sort of like the crazy 88 in um, Kill Bill 
Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Was it eighty eight? I can't remember the but I know exactly what you yeah, mean. Yeah, sort of like that kind of vibe. Yeah. I, I like that kind of thing. So and there is a bit of that in Cowboy Bebop, so I wanna see that as well. So yeah. This is gonna be good, guys. If you're watching, listening or something, this is gonna be a good show. Look out for this. Yeah, I think I'm definitely gonna be watching this, hundred percent and as your recommendation is, I'll definitely be checking out the original as well. Uh, do you know what? Did they, did they say when this is coming out? No, it's probably going to be about two years away. Two and years? Because they're just, all they're doing now is just casting. So they've not even started shooting. Well, no, they're letting us know the cast announcements. You have to remember, with these sort of things, they the actor would have been locked in months ago. They're yeah. just letting us know now. But they, I reckon they're probably going to start shooting soon. If, they, yeah. if they've announced the cast, most of the time when when a, a studio announces the cast, you know the filming is going to start start pretty soon. Yeah, and you, you did think about science fiction films is filming doesn't take too long. Because there's a lot of CGI. Exactly. What does take time is the CGI aspect of it. So I'm Now, is this beautiful to watch the original anime? And do you think they could do it justice with CGI? The look is very gritty. It has a very gritty look, so it's, you, you, you can't make it look like, you can't make it beautiful. It has to look like Fifth Element, Dirt, Grit. You, you, do you remember Fifth yeah, Element? Of course, I love yeah, that movie. It has to look like Fifth Element. It can't look like, it can't be, you can't get sound like Roger Deakins because Roger Deakins makes, Roger Deakins is a cinematographer. Roger, De, he makes, he's the one that did Blade Runner, yeah. the new one. That was quite gritty looking though. It was gritty looking, but it was too architecture, it was too clean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it was too clean. So you can't do that with Cowboy Bebop. It has to be more, it has to be great. It has to be gritty. So that's what I'm looking at. That's what it's going to look like. Yeah, yeah I kind of want the, because I love the gritty vibe in space. This is why yeah. I love Star Wars as well. Like, you know, in Rogue One, when they go to, to Jeddah. Mm. And, and I love that. That That's the yeah. sort of look I'm, I want to see. Yeah, that's, that's what it's going to be like. Yeah, that's what it's going to look like. That's exactly what it's going to be. That's what it's going to That's what it's going to be. When you watch it, it, it has that vibe. In some places, in some places, it's so many. The, the artists they just mixed a lot of Western modern culture into that universe. So you go to some planets, and you have tall buildings and massive infrastructure and massive stuff, and big, you know, very advanced planets. Then you go to some planets, and it's just a wasteland, like a desert, like Nevada. It's just a desert and one little hut, you know. So they are different. They went through different planets. So you see different aspects of you could see they were trying to what they were trying to do in this planet, what they were trying to do in that planet. So you have different looks. So it depends on the storyline they take. That will determine the look they'll give to it. But if they do follow that the crime syndicate type of thing, it will have I think I think it might have that John Wick feeling about it. That whole neon lights type of thing. So you'll get that because it has that. Yeah. I'm definitely watching it then. Yeah, you know, it's good. You'll love it. I can't wait for your text after watching a couple of episodes. You'll like it. Cool. Right, so we're going to head into the next topic of the news, and that is Captain Marvel. It has reached the $1 billion mark at the box office. In your face, haters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely in your face. Now, I wasn't a hater, but I did say on this show as well, I said I didn't think it would reach $1 billion. So I'm going to retract my, I said, fair, fair play. Fair play. This uh, well deserved. I called it, you know. Yeah, you called it. Fair play to you. You called it. I didn't think it would reach the one billion, but it did, and fully deserved. It was fully deserved. It's a it, good film. Yeah, it's it's a very good film. Like it was, it's not my favorite Marvel film by any means, mm -hmm. but it's a really good film, and it sends a very powerful message. And I can see why it's earning all the money. Yeah, it's a very nice one. I mean, I liked it. It's fun. 
Breeze, Bree as um, Captain Marvel. I'm a fan of that casting. You know, some movies you watch and you're just, I'm not a fan of this casting. I, I, I just don't like this person being cast here. And I'm, I'm happy with her casting and she's doing the part very well. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to seeing her in Endgame. It's one of my checkboxes things to check in Endgame, it, uh, her performance. So I'm so happy it's, make, it's doing good and certainly there'll be another one. I think this warrants another one now. I mean, they were always going to do another one, but now that it's reached one billion, it's like, let's do it three more. Yeah, who makes one billion? Very few. The <laughs> thing is, it. very few movies make one billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, There's like, not many movies at yeah, all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Who does, who, which studio would make a billion dollars from a franchise and be like, yeah, let's can it? They will want to make others and squeeze. It's not easy to make it like, like, look, Batman versus Superman did not reach one billion dollars yeah. and that contains two of the biggest superheroes ever. Yes. Yeah. And that didn't reach, you know, Aquaman, fair play to Aquaman as well, that got over the one billion dollar mark. Mm. Characters like Aquaman and Captain Marvel, these are characters nobody knows about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The general public do not know who these people are. Even Iron Man, like if five years before the first Iron Man, because Iron Man was the first, was the first, yeah. you know, if you told me that, okay, so Marvel is doing, this is what Marvel's plan is to make a universe of superheroes. And you ask me who would be the superheroes. I'd say Spider-Man, um, X-Men, Hulk, Hulk. You know, no, I would even mention Thor, because no. I, I would even mention Thor. But Iron Man was not would not even even be in the conversation. No, he wasn't like an. I mean, he was sort of in the comics, but really he he was more like a B character. Yeah, he wasn't like the main this thing. Even I would have even said Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange was more, in my opinion. Doctor Strange was more a, a character in Marvel Comics than Iron Man, you know? I, I don't know if it's true, but maybe Doctor Strange even has more episodes. I don't know. But he was more a character than Iron Man. And look what they did. They just turned, like you said, a B, a B-class superhero, and they made him the face of He's the, the universe. He's the face of the universe. Yes. So, that, I amazing. completely agree. I mean, if you had told me, even when the first Iron Man came out, mm. when the first Iron Man came out, if you had told me, Oh, in four years, you're going to see the Avengers and they're all going to be together. I'd be like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. No way that's going to happen. That You can't do that. It's not, it can't work. Here we are now. Yeah. So, like, it's so possible. And nearly every Marvel movie is earning like a billion dollars. Yep, rightly so. They, I mean, do you know what? When the movies started, I when Marvel... Because, okay, so growing up, I was more a DC fan than Marvel. I loved DC comics more than Marvel. I loved... Superman, Batman, The Flash, Green Lantern. I, they, they, they were my, they were, it just worked for me better than... Yeah, I'm the same. The so when the movies came out, I wasn't a huge fan of the Marvel movies. I was like, they're too childish. They're just, you know, always joking around and all that. But as time went on and they kept releasing the movies and I kept watching them, they, but they earned my respect. If somebody's doing a good job, you can't not love what he's doing. Nobody comes close. They've done... Relatively, they've done as good as Star Wars did. If Relatively. Fin financially, they've done better. I mean, you, financially, they would, but you need to convert what Star Wars made in its day to yeah, yeah, yeah. inflation. But I think even with inflation, this is... They've done better than Star yeah, Wars? Yeah, I think, I think they're the most successful film franchise in history. Wow. wow. Kevin Feige, they've had guy. a lot of movies, though, compared to Star Wars. They've had a lot more movies. Trust me, you can make... You can have 20 bad movies. Oh, no, no, no. That's what I mean, but that has an impact as well but still like I've, I've said before on this show our lord and savior kevin feige yeah that guy that guy deserves 
you know, 10, 20 years from now, they'll they'll give him an they'll give him um, what's that thing they do in the Academy Awards where they oh, it's like a achievement award, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he ne- he needs more than an yeah. achievement award. He he should get an achievement award because he, he is for me the way I look at Kevin Feige. He is the modern day George Lucas. Yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. He had a, he had a vision, and he had a goal to create this huge universe to and expand this. Followed it through. It's just, you know, if DC hadn't come out with their own version of universes, we would have thought it was easy to make a universe. You know, a universe of superhero characters. I've been like, yeah, anybody could do that. But DC came out and they know, <laughs> and you can see how the struggles and the challenges yeah, And not just that. DC, all the other uh, studios that are trying to make all these universes, you know, with the Monster Universe yeah. and, and all the other movies. It's just it's, not, it's working. not working. It's, it's not, not working. Not the, the it's Kevin Feige's got that little spicy yeah. magic that mm-hmm. just anyone can't replicate. Yeah. So at, at the end of the day, make. I think people just make what you can. Don't try and be Marvel. Don't try and be DC. Just do your own thing. And I think DC has taken a, a, read, taken a page out of. From, DC from have learned from their mistakes. They've learned yeah. from their mistakes. Mm. And speaking of DC's mistakes, we go into our next topic. So. The big mistake that DC made was the Suicide Squad. Yes. Now, we all know how that turned out. So, we've talked about it before. We all know James Gunn is coming to DC and doing the Suicide Squad. Recent reports coming out now that it is going to be a total reboot, as confirmed by the producer of the movie. However, we're getting a lot of the same cast that was in the first film. So, now confirmed is we're going to have Viola Davis playing Amanda Waller and I said this on the show I said you need to get her back because mm. she was arguably along with Will Smith and Deadshot and Margot Robbie as uh, Harley Quinn she was badass she was cold and I just love that character sure. so I'm happy that she's coming back mm-hmm. but what's interesting to me is Idris Elba so he's in so we we talked about that he's in talks to join the movie and he was going to be replacing Will Smith as Deadshot mm-hmm. now we're hearing that that's not the case. He's going to be playing a completely new DC character. Who that? Who could that be? I've got one for you. Who? I was I was thinking about it. Bronze Tiger. Huh. Really? Bronze Tiger yeah, could yeah, work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I'm just thinking about it. Uh, with the whole could it? Maybe, maybe. I mean, they of the same. Proof, yeah, ethnic, ethnic, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So that could work. Could, and and a Bronze Tiger has been in the Suicide Squad before. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. In yeah, the comics, yeah, he yeah, is yeah. a character that has been in the suit. The thing is, with the Suicide Squad, they chop and change all the time because it's the Suicide Squad. Loads of them die all the time. Yeah, but the thing is, when you have a character like Idris Elba, you don't wanna. You want Idris Elba. It's sort of like you may not have watched it when you had. You remember a long time ago when we had that Batman movie with Dr. Freeze? Where Schwarzenegger played Dr. Oh, Freeze? Oh, Batman and... Oh, God. Yeah, that <laughs> terrible one. <laughs> if they make... If it's that, Idris Elba would be that kind of thing. You pay so much money to see this character and half of the time he's... You know, so... But we'll see. I, th- I reckon that there is a way they could do it, though. I reckon. Because like in the more recent renditions of Bronze Tiger, he's just a normal guy. Really, but that has the abilities of a tiger. Haven't and he's like the he, ones I he know. Has, of he, can, he can get claws out and stuff like that, but he's he's just jacked up. Yeah, that's the ones. And he's more. Am I mixing? He's more human-like recently. I know he, his first sort of characters like he was like a tiger. This one, his more recent. It was like rendition, a werewolf. Yeah, this more recent rendition, he's more human-like. 
I think it could work. It could work. Let's. I mean, well, as far as Idris Elba is there, it's a good call. I mean, remember what we said on the show. Everybody loves Idris, so the, I think. And um, to the question, this is a proper reboot, you know. Yeah, it's going to be a proper reboot. Also, to be com- um, to be confirmed? Question mark. So Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang. Uh, he, he said that yeah, I'm going to be in the movie uh, that's coming back, and then. In another interview he had this week, he was like, "I don't know if I should have said that or not." Well, so is he mislead? I don't know. This is—it's very confusing at the minute. What's exactly happening? I think it's contractual. You're not supposed to say some things, or because he did good. I liked him. Yeah, he did good in the first movie. Uh, It's a shame he died. How did he die again? He didn't die. He was there till the end. Yeah, he was there till the end. Uh, The ones that died was Diablo, Mm -hmm. and uh, Slipknot. Sure, he didn't die. No, he didn't. He survived. Yeah. Yeah, because he was really. I liked. He him. was in the prison at the end. Yeah. Okay. I liked him in the film. He was good, and it was a different. Everybody sounding the same. He was different, you know. So yeah. Okay. Well, this is the thing. Right. Why I think about it. The most interesting thing for me for this reboot is the fact is the is James. Yeah, James Gunn. Yeah, to me, you know, I want to see because. Suicide Squad has the look, that colorful vibe that he brought to life in Suicide Squad. Sorry, in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. So if he can do that for Suicide Squad, it's really going to be good. These studios aren't really fighting each other. They're not. You know, we, we tend to think like earlier I was saying how I was more of a DC fan. Than, but these studios, they don't care. You can share it. So let's just all be fans of everything. Yeah. And we'll talk about Shazam later. But, you know, there was the wizard in Shazam was was in Guardians of the Galaxy and in Captain Marvel. Yeah, you know, so it's like, these studios, they don't care. Why not? Just They can play in both sandboxes. Yeah, exactly. Although I was like, seriously, was he the only guy you could get? Is he, did he do anything? We'll talk about Shazam later, but yeah. Okay, so that's all the news done. As we said, we briefly talked about those four topics. And now we're going to head over to the trailer park. They've done studies, you know, 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. We're going to start off with some comedy and horror. The Dead Don't Die. This trailer came out, and I, I had no idea this movie was coming out at all. Just took me by surprise. I thought, oh, cool. New Adam Driver movie, and it's a horror movie. It's a zombie movie. So I thought, clicked on the trailer, and I love this trailer. It's exactly w- what it wants to be, I think. Like, this is going to be a... It's not quite a spoof movie. It is, it's a horror comedy. I wouldn't say it's a spoof movie. I describe, describe it as the American version of Shaun of the Dead. Yes. That's yes. Yeah. I would say yeah. Yeah. Sort of like that. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, there's not really much to talk about. It's it's a very well cut trailer. I love the cast: Bill Murray, Adam Driver. I mean, I'm gonna see any movie Adam Driver's in. Um, who else did we have? We had Selena Gomez. We had Iggy Pop. Who was uh, Tilda Swinton? Yeah. You know, it was yeah. It was faster. Yeah. Iggy Pop was there. Um, who else was there? We had RZA Razor. Uh, was there from from Wu Tang Clan? Yeah. Yeah, it was star-studded. It's going to be a good film. It's interesting that those people are in this film, this type of film. Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, it just it, lo- but it looks like they had all had a good time doing yeah. this film. Like, it seems like these days in Hollywood, like there's a lot of work because there's there's so many studios, there's so many streaming services, there's so much work for them. So you know, bring it on. Like, look at Jared Leto. You know, as a musician, he's playing roles as well. So it's it's that's all that. There's a lot of work. People are. A lot of people are coming in and getting a piece of this because this is where everybody's at. 
everybody's watching films everybody nine out of ten people you ask has one streaming service or the other so people are there's a lot of work for them which is cool yeah and i just can't wait for is this going to come out in yeah it's coming out in the cinema it's not coming out in a streaming service yeah. uh, are you going to see this one in the cinema yeah i'm going to see it in the cinema this it's one good. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, a good there, one. there's very few comedy movies that i go to the cinema for so this this one's definitely one 100 so from a comedy to the biggest movie of the year mm-hmm. avengers endgame this week we got a brand new trailer it was like a one minute sort of teaser trailer tv spot thing as well as that the tickets were announced and the internet broke <laughs> Uh, which was, uh, I mean, I can talk from personal experience. Took me over an hour to get tickets, which is pretty insane. And I booked for multiple viewings. But let's talk about the little trailer. Mm. What did you think of this? I mean, came out of nowhere. It, it came out of nowhere. We still don't know anything. We don't know what we're seeing. You know, we don't know if what we're seeing is actually happening. We we just we still don't know anything. We all all we know is that Thanos is going to be there. We know there's going to be a showdown. I don't know if it's at the end, at the beginning, or the middle. We don't know. All we know is that this is going to be one hell of a celebration. This is going to be one hell of a movie. We're really going to have a good time. No hold bars. Everything is all out there. Everybody's going to be there. It's all out. I mean, if you're a person who wants to go in as fresh as possible and not be spoiled at all, maybe if you haven't seen this, this is one you shouldn't watch, this trailer. Because there are little things in there that I think they reveal. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want to be no turn off this podcast now. But I'm going to talk about it. The Tony and Pepper seeing each other when they hug. That's interesting. So he got back to Earth. But have they? It's very misleading. So what do you mean? You think there is a parallel? You think he's dreaming or you think it's a parallel universe? Or what do you think? I don't know. I don't know. And and there's... I've seen loads of different theories out there. One of the theories as well that I saw, I'm not really one for theories. You know, I'm just very much like, I'll sit down and the movie is what it is. Mm-hmm. But with these type of movies, you can't but help read some of the theories you see online. And one of them was like, you know, this shot in the movie where Tony and Steve are talking and he's like, do you trust me? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I do. Mm-hmm. Some people are saying that that's a different Steve Rogers. Oh? That, that they've gone to a parallel universe. And he needs his help with something. Mm. And because they're in New York, that scene there, yeah. from what it looks like, they're in New York in the battle on the first Avengers. Right. But a parallel universe, they've not introduced the concept of parallel universes. Well, they've got the quantum realm. Yeah. The quantum realm is going to play a very big part in this movie, I think. I think that's why, I think intentionally, why they released Ant-Man and the Wasp after Infinity War and before Just Endgame. to introduce the Quantum Rail, right? Mm. I think it's intentional. And I think those suits, I think they are the Quantum Realm suits. So they are the parallel, they're doppelgangers of our heroes? We don't know yet, but I, that's one of the theories out there, mm. that they're going to meet up with some doppelgangers to help them. This is why I think this trailer, it shows a lot, I yeah. think, this trailer. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of new clips in there that we hadn't seen before. You know, the, the clip right at the end where you see Tony, Steve, and Thor, Mm-hmm. Or and Thanos is there. You think, whoa, what's that? Is that where's that gonna? Where's that from? Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen that before. And obviously, that again, that it's very. I think it's misleading. And it's there's a scene as well where they're all in the room talking, and they all stand up, and Tony's there. 
I don't, I don't, I have a funny feeling that shot in particular, Tony's not there. Mm. One thing just came to my mind. If you remember the first ever trailer for this film, they had this shot of Thanos' armor yeah. in the garden like a scarecrow. And in this one, we now have him putting on the armor. So yeah, it kind of makes me think that, yeah, there is more to it than meets the eye. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, we're not far away. We're having... We are, I think we're less than three weeks now. Oh. All will be known. Oh, I all can't. Oh my! I just just saying that out loud is just making me all get, giddy. Three, oh. three, three hours. Three hours. Three hours. Okay. So, <laughs> from one franchise to another, we go into the finale of Game of Thrones. Now we had a little teaser come out. We are even closer to Game of Thrones than we are Endgame. We are days away now. Days away. We are days. We can literally count the days. Mm. And this was an awesome teaser, I yeah. thought. I thought it was, they didn't show pretty much anything. Mm -hmm. They just went through, I believe it's Winterfell. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah Winterfell, yes. It was going through Winterfell. It was all snow. It, the tone was eerie and dark. You see little pieces of throughout all the seasons, like the Hand of the King's brooch, mm -hmm. uh, Jamie Lannister's uh, metal hand. Oh, I loved it. I, it just sets the mood and we're just, here it is. The battle is about to begin. Yeah. Or... It kind of feels like the battle has already happened in that in that teaser. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah. feels like this is the aftermath. Yeah, I mean, and we saw the the um, the feather. Yes, that's that's. I don't know if that's from Bran because of the his walking abilities to enter get into birds, but every season Game of Thrones they usually release this type of trailer, whereby there are no characters. There's just an animation of what the season is going to be about. But what struck me about this one is usually, it's usually the two main houses or fractions that are going to be fighting in the season. They usually have that animation about them. So, for example, the one that, you know, everyone will remember because it was recent was like, we had this animation of the, the table in Daenerys' palace. And we saw ice coming from one angle and we saw fire coming up from one angle and they, they merged that in the middle and things like that. So there's usually... Ying, ying and yang thing whenever they do these animations before the series talk and it's always around the two houses but this time around all that we saw was snow meaning that it looks like the white walkers take over take over everything i mean that's the message from that that white walkers are going to take everything and you see they've destroyed you know there's a lot more we saw Ari, we, yeah, we saw Arya's time. We, we went down the crypts. We, there was a nod to um, all our main characters. We saw a wolf. We saw Jon Snow's um, Valyrian sword in, in, the, in the ice as well. You know, so that's also... So we're saying how the... I think they're trying to say in this that the ice has conquered all our heroes. Obviously, that's not going to... Well, we don't know because this is Game of Thrones, but that's what they were trying to say. But it's just... All I'm saying is that it's just a new way and it's a different it's different from the other seasons where in the other seasons they usually have an opposite to the mate so there's always a threat and an opposite to that threat but this time around it was just the snow taking over so it's going to be really epic there are about three battles i think there's a battle in the first episode i think but it's there about three. that'll be a good way to kick off the season yeah because there are only six episodes and as we found out, we, we thought each episode was going to be like an hour and 30 minutes. We thought it was going to be like two hours. Yeah, yeah, but we found out it's not really that. It's just going to be six episodes with the final just slightly a bit longer. The 
so yeah, six. So three episodes are going to be an hour long, mm-hmm. and three episodes are going to be an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah. So I mean, we were thinking each one would be like an hour thirty minutes, two hours, but it's not the case. So there's a lot to to, to compress in. Um, so yeah, I mean, people's. I think people start dying from first episode. Oh yeah. yeah, there'll people, be a death in the first yeah, episode. Yeah, people start dying from the first episode. There, I think that's no how you immediately get people on board. Like, oh yeah, there's no time for wasting because only six episodes, six hours, and that's it. So, yeah, pretty excited. Game of Thrones. We are certainly going to watch it. Is it time to make? Should we announce it? Our Game uh, of Thrones yeah, show. Yeah, sure. I mean, this is a new show we're going to be doing. It's only going to be for six weeks, and it's going to be the Game of Thrones show where we're just going to literally watch the episode. As soon as that finishes, we're going to pop on our mics and talk about it for you guys so we can discuss. Awesome. So look out on Twitter, Facebook, Film 7 Game of Thrones podcast. Yes, that's coming for you very soon. Basically, the day after Game of Thrones premieres in the UK. So it premieres 14th of April in the United States and then 15th the day after in the UK. Perfect. Cool. So for our final trailer of the week, and this one as well just came out of nowhere. And what a trailer this is. This is the trailer for the Joker movie. Wow. Wow. Just wow. Man. There's so much to talk about in this. In this, uh, this trailer needs a whole episode by I, itself. I was just thinking the same thing. I don't think we can do this trailer justice. No, we no, can't. We, we can't really. We can't. But basically, we'll, we'll summarize it as best as we can. I absolutely love this trailer. This is dark. It's gritty. It's going to take you to places you never thought you'd you'd be in a comic book movie. Yeah. Uh, it's going to really focus on psychological and mental health. Uh, instead of, you know, th- uh, the classic cliche, throw him in a batch of chemical acid. Nah, throw him into society and let society drive this man crazy. And Joaquin Phoenix, he's got it. Mm. He's got the look, the body language, the laugh. Yeah. He's got it. And I just, like we said, we need a whole episode just for this. But in that nutshell, this just looks insane. Oh, so good. And... This cinematography, it is such a beautifully shot film. The cinematography, every shot was well balanced. It was colorful. And in the tra- look, this looks like a film that was well thought out. There were no, they didn't cut any corners. They, they, there is going to be, you will see the progression. You will see how a normal guy went from being just a normal guy who wants to make it in life like every one of us, how that guy was translated, how that guy became one of the greatest villains like i was telling you earlier the joker is up there with Darth vader as one of the baddest villains in history in history yeah so how did such a sweet guy become that and i think this film is gonna really go into that and you can get that you can get the sense of method from the trailer if you watch the trailer you can see his progression because when the film started we see him as normal we don't see his face painted but as the trailer starts to progress and the music starts getting louder, you start to see him slowly. You see the painting on his face is slowly becoming that. Then at the end of the trailer, we have the money shots of the, the Joker just... Full out. Oh, full out. Coming out with his suit all painted, holding the flower, then dancing down that staircase. You know, At the beginning of the trailer, we saw him walking up the stairs looking very downbeat and frustrated. Then we now see him coming down, descending as the joker you know like he has been transformed this is going to be such a good film guys Guys, i can't wait for this uh, film now i was interested in this movie 
because from the talent behind it and the premise, I thought, okay, this is interesting, a different take. Now that I've seen the trailer and what they're actually doing, I've gone from interested to totally excited. Yeah. Like, I, I am there opening night and mm -hmm. I can't wait. This looks like very much like Taxi Driver. Yeah. It's got that Taxi Driver feel. I mean, Robert De Niro, we saw him in the trailer. I can't wait for that. Robert De Niro and Joaquin Who is he Phoenix. Playing? He's going to be playing a talk show host. Huh. So, and, and we see in the trailer that uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is at that. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for that scene. Robert De Niro and Joaquin Phoenix as a Joker in a scene together. Oh, I, I just want to know, you know that scene where he comes out as the Joker fully dressed? Like, I, I just want to see, because I can imagine in the film, it's probably going to be at the end and he's just going to be coming out and there will be some epic soundtrack playing there and all that. Oh, and that's another thing as well. Great music choice on the yeah, trailer. Yeah. Um, put smile. a smile on my face. Yeah. One of the best things I liked about this trailer as well is the tagline at the end. I love that and it explains everything. I used to think my life was a tragedy. Now I realize it's a comedy. When really, no, his life is a tragedy. Yeah. It's the fall. But by falling, he makes him realize. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's seen, but the scary he's seeing thing life is, upside down. Yeah, he sees everything as a joke. He sees killing people and all these crimes he's committing. He's seeing it as a joke to him. It's such a because we all know how deadly the Joker is. We know how he's done some oh, dark stuff before. Yeah, we know how terrible he is. To so just see him, but and even the poster, right? So I oh, the poster. I'm just looking at it and it's scary, man. It, it it's a that, horror poster. Yeah. That looks like a horror, like I had a horror movie. Yeah, just this angle of him. It's just the stuff of nightmares, man. Let's just look at that. So we're looking at, guys, on listening, we're looking at the poster of Jujoka. Just look at that. Look at that angle. It wasn't, it's just unnerving. It's just, there's something very and then the, scary and then about it. You've got it. the tagline there, put on a happy face. It's... <laughs> I think two episodes ago, I said this Joker cannot stand up to Heath Ledger's Joker in um, Dark Knight. I take that back. This may, may, it has the, from what I have seen, it has the potential to... This definitely has the potential. Yeah. It has the potential to match it and potentially top it. Top it, yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I, I'm going to say this right now. You heard me. Joaquin Phoenix for the Oscar. Yeah. Very plausible. I can see it happening. I can see it Why happening. Why not? If any comic book character is going to get an Oscar, it's got to be the Joker, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's got to be Whacking Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, Phoenix. This, is, this is great. Right, we have to move on, because yes. like I said, we can just keep on talking <laughs> about this forever. Yes. I can't wait for this movie. So we're going to go now into the movie review, and we're going to stay on DC, in the world of DC. And the movie we're going to be reviewing this week is... Shazam! Right? What are your superpowers? Superpowers, dude? I don't even know how to pee in this thing. Another movie out from DC. Yep. Shazam. Mm -hmm. Overall thoughts. What are you, what do you like about this movie and disliked about the movie? What have you got to say? Okay, so I liked a lot of things about it. But unfortunately, I, there's a couple of things I didn't like about the film. It's a good film. Let me, let me just first of all start with that. It's a good film. But there were just a couple of things that... Okay, so let me talk about what I liked. It's fun. It didn't take itself too seriously. It knew what it was. It knew where it was. It knew 
when you watch the film, are we, is this going to be a spoiler one or should we keep it spoiler or spoiler free? Think, yeah, so we're going to spoil this one for you guys. Okay. So, I mean, if you haven't seen Shazam yet, why are you listening? Go <laughs> so, see Shazam right now because you need to see this film in the cinema. But yeah, this is going to be a spoiler episode. So go ahead and do it. All right, cool. So I liked the, it, it. It didn't take itself. It knew what it was. It wasn't trying to compete with Superman or Batman and all that. And it made it very clear in the movie that Shazam is not on the level of Superman. He wasn't trying to be the Superman of um, Philadelphia. Was it Philly? Philadelphia? Of, Philadelphia. Of Philadelphia. He wasn't trying to be the, super, the Superman of Philly. He was just trying to be what he is. That's And that's cool. He was just trying to be a kid. Chemistry between the boys was really good. I liked the chemistry between the guy with the um, with the bad leg. Jack Dylan Grazer, so he plays Freddy. Yes, so I liked the chemistry of Freddy and Shazam more than the chemistry between him and the younger... Billy Sh- Batson. And Billy Batson, yes. The chemistry between those two was really cool. It was really nice. It was really funny. A lot of jokes here and there. And um, it was really... It was good. You know, it was it was fun to watch, and some of, some of the characters I like. I mean, the, the dad, the foster dad, he he plays. He's in Walking Dead, and he's one of the most loved characters in Walking Dead. So just seeing him just makes me happy. So that's really good, and um, so that was fun. So those are the things I like, you know. So but let me talk about a couple of because things that didn't really work out for me for the film, you know. But, but before I say, whenever I'm watching a film or I, I want to rate a film. The first thing I should ask myself, I don't do this all the time, what are the filmmakers trying to achieve? Now, you need to understand what they're trying to do, then you now judge them based on that. You don't judge them based on what you think the movie should be, but you judge it based on what the filmmakers set out trying to achieve. So they set out to try to make a fun movie for 12-year-olds, and they did that. However, there were so many plot points. First of all, a, a couple of the animation was in a number of places was lacking. So the visual effects. Yes. The, sorry, I said animation. The visual effects was really lacking in a lot of places. There were some places it was obviously visual effects. And one thing that really riled me up was like the suit that, that he was putting on. It was obviously foam. There were some places he would move his body and you'd see the foam um, wrinkle and he was just obvious he was obviously putting on a foam um, a padded um, suit and that was just not right I know he jacked up for the, the project but the, the way the padding was it was just too comical it made me suspe- suspend my disbelief it, 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 ju- it was just too comical and so many plot points that just didn't make sense just weren't practical you know so I compare this film to homecoming um spider-man homecoming in the sense that it's about family it's about a teenager who has just been endowed with power and obviously the most the favorite line of every superhero movie is with great power comes great responsibility well that's just spider-man yeah but you know it's mainly it's usually the concept whenever there's a superhero movie you get your powers but with those powers comes responsibility whether you are to save the world your neighborhood the universe there is always that play between power and responsibility. So usually superhero movies, whenever they get their power, they need to grow into that responsibility of using the power for something else. So it's usually, they don't say it, but it's usually the case with almost every superhero movie. So I see a parallel between that and Spider-Man Homecoming. So they both have powers. They are both teenagers. What would a teenager do 
if he had power. So that's what both movies are. So I'm going to be comparing the two of them. Now, I think that in Shazam, when the whole when he got his power and he was just playing with it, I think it was overdone. It lasted for too long. I get it. You're still playing with your powers and you like taking selfies and you like being popular. Yeah, I get it. But I think it lasted for too long. So another thing I was saying to you earlier that in a movie, when you give a challenge to a character, you you put a challenge before him or you put an obstacle before it, there has to be a reason why that obstacle is there. So usually when you're writing, obstacles are there to expose the flaws in, uh, in a character. So if he can't do something, it's probably because he's, he can't reach his full potential because it's clinging on to the past. So usually they do that in movies. They, do, they put an obstacle to expose a flaw. Now, one obstacle that he had being Shazam was the flying. How, do, you know, he, he, he could do everything, but he couldn't fly. What was the point of the flying? There was no point in there. He just couldn't fly. Then later on in the film, he could fly. What was what was holding him back? It was not explained. And the fact that immediately his kids, his brothers got powers, they could fly immediately. And I was like... Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, they could fly immediately. And I was like, you spent literally spent about 20 minutes telling us that flying was the hardest part of being a superhero. And these people literally got their power two minutes later and they're just flying over the place. Uh, none of them can fly. Sorry? None of them can fly. They, they could fly. No, so they they only got one power. He has all of them. They only have one power. The one in green could fly. Uh, no, he's super strong. No, the one could fly. I'm actually no. Sorry, one of them can fly. Freddy, Freddy. The, yeah, the exactly. Yeah, exactly. So he he that's his only power. He can fly. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. You know, so the flying thing is like spent 20 minutes explaining that this is the hardest aspect of being a superhero, and immediately this guy gets the power. He can do it. You know, so it's things like that. Then the whole, his you said it made sense to me. It didn't. The whole, I was looking for his mom thing and only to find his mom and just in a split second, he forgets his mom. He leaves his mom. He's been searching for the past 17 years, about 15 years. He's been looking for his mom and he suddenly abandons his mom for a family that he met literally 24 hours ago that he just ran away from. He chooses that as opposed to his mom, who he's been looking for and gotten into prison for, for the past 15 years. It just doesn't add up. But at the end of the day, and this is why I started with, and, and there were so many plot points like that, bad animation in certain areas. Then the final thing I'll say I didn't like about the movie, I didn't realize this till I watched it, was this is one of those movies where I think the trailer gave out too much. Because there were a lot of parts where there were a lot of jokes in the film, a lot of scenes in the film that would have really been funny, that I would have really enjoyed. But the fact that I had seen it in the trailer, it sort of took the edge of it and it, didn't, it wasn't funny anymore. So I think the trailer just showed us too much and that just took away some of the fun I would have had from, from, from the film. But like I said, um, when you're watching a film, you need to understand what the filmmakers were trying to do then you judge it from those lenses. So they were trying to make a film for 12-year-olds that a 12-year-old will watch and just have fun. Remember, a 12-year-old is somebody who is not thinking about the entire plot of how the first act relates to the second act and how the second act is fulfilled in the third act. They don't think about that. They watch a film, film by film. They don't follow a story. So if I look at the film in those lenses, then it's a very good film. Mission accomplished, job done. But... If I'm looking at it from the film buff perspective, these are the plot points that really 
caught my eyes that you know were where the bad points for me okay no that's fair enough i will say that i did watch this film through the lens of a 12 year old this film did exactly what i wanted it to do which was give me a joyous fun adventure with this character and then eventually at the end the whole marvel family which took me by surprise i honestly you I, didn't see that coming it sort of clicked right at the end but oh wow. i was pleasantly pleasantly surprised i didn't think they would do it because i know the marvel family yeah you know reading the comics i know I had no idea they would do it in the first movie. Immediately, you know, in the beginning, when he pointed to the, when he was getting his powers, and the wizard pointed to the seats, and we're like, there were six elders. Immediately, he did that. Then we, they showed the family. So everything just clicked. Immediately, that happened. It just clicked. I knew it was. I thought it was very obvious. You mean? This? No, no. I knew. I th I thought that was going to happen eventually. I didn't know they would do it in the first movie. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought that was a bold move. Okay. And, 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 I, and it worked for me. I loved it. I absolutely loved that scene. What did I really like about this movie? Right, so the casting, perfect. I really, really, really like the casting. Like, So we have Zachary Levi, obviously, as Shazam, Asher Angel as Billy Batson, and Jack Dylan Grazer as Freddy. He did so well. That Those part. three, oh, yeah. amazing. And especially Jack Dylan Grazer as Freddy. Like, he, he was the standout for me, as well as Zachary Levi. I agree. And the three of them together, though, like you said you didn't really like the Freddy-Billy relationship as much. I really did like it. I, I thought it was one of the stronger aspects of the film. I think it's a lot of character growth in that, to where we see Billy at the beginning of the film, to where he ends up at the end of the yeah. film. I think that is how you test a character development. Uh, is the person, or is the character, I should say, different to where they were at the beginning of the film and, and yes they succeed in that he yeah. is he has a different outlook on how he perceives the world and yeah. the people around him and the the humor between them was just it had been stitches sometimes now i will admit that some of the jokes that we saw in the trailers didn't sort of hit me as much when i was watching the film because i'd seen them a couple of times before i can't blame the movie for that i can only blame the marketing team for that and the studio it's just the way it is sometimes i'm, I'm afraid and there were still a lot of jokes that weren't in the trailer because in a few trailers they repeated the jokes there were still some that they left for the movie and they had me going like they, they really did have me going so i will say this 100 percent. this is the funniest dc movie they've made so far yeah 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 aquaman would have been the closest but that wasn't meant to be a comedy they just had a sprinkle of humor this is trying to be a comedy and, and i loved it so much the story like I said, it, I looked at it through the lens of a 12-year-old and it's what exactly a Captain Marvel or I should say Shazam story should be in the sense. It's all about family. It's all about finding yourself and conquering your demons. It's just a story that any 12-year-old can watch and feel uplifted. Do you know what I mean? What, yeah. I, what I'm trying to get yeah. for? Yeah. And I think they, they nailed it. They, they had a goal, they had a vision and they succeeded in that vision in doing what they wanted to do. Some of the animation... Um, I will admit some of it was a bit off, but it didn't take me out of the movie. Yeah, okay. If you know what I mean. Like, I, I only judge an, uh, special effects if it takes Take me out of the movie, and I'm like, whoa, that's just thrown me completely off. It, this didn't do it. I, I will admit it had some sketchy parts, but it's not like it's overlooking things. There were little things here and there. But on the grand scheme of things, I thought they did a pretty good job overall. I echo your thoughts on the suit as well. At times, you did see it a bit like that, but whatever. Those are... Uh, very small production things that you can overlook on the grand scheme of things. Mm. The main thing I didn't like was the villain, mm. Mark Strong. Now, I thought Mark Strong did a very good job performing. He's very one-dimensional. 
So I think he did the best he could with what he was given. But we've seen it before. Wants the power, but he doesn't get the power, so he wants to take revenge, and then he finds a dark power, and then he wants to rule the world. Cool, we've seen it before. But I think for an origin story, you do need to keep the villain a bit simple like that. And I do like the comparison that it was uh, Dr. Savannah and the Seven Deadly Sins, and you had uh, Captain Marvel, Shazam, and the five siblings and the two parents. So he had a selection of seven people. I like that comparison. That was kind of cool. But that was the mainest for me. It's just that I didn't feel the villain in Mark Strong, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. like he, he plays a good villain, but it's just the material he was actually given. Yeah, it, mm. it could have been a bit better. But because I was so focused on Shazam and his journey as a, as a character, I, was, I wasn't really too worried mm. about that. You know, he, he was there because he needed to be there, but he didn't really, he's not going to be playing a big part. If, do you know you see yeah. where I'm going yeah. with it? No, I get you. The focus yeah. of the movie is yeah. Shazam, yes. and and I would say the message of the movie is family. That's mm. what this film is all about, and it is quite comparison that the villain, he's out to kill his family. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, he we see he throws his spoiler alert, throws his brother out the window, and I think he gave, was greed. Yeah, that was uh, attacked his dad, yeah. so that was kind of cool. And, and he had pride in him. Yeah, yeah, he had pride. Uh, what, yeah. Envy. 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 Yeah. That envy, was, envy was the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, overall, I really, really like this film. Mm. If I was to look at it from a film perspective, there are a couple of things I would disagree with. Like I, I talked about the, the villain and the motivations behind the villain. I thought that was quite generic. And there were times in the middle of the movie where I think it could the pace could have been quickened up a bit. But apart from that, I had a very good time and I liked the progression of the character. I liked him training. I wasn't too focused, uh, going back to your thing about the flying thing. It didn't bother me too much. It, honestly, it didn't bother me. I was just sort of like, okay, he can fly now. Cool. Mm. I, I didn't need that. Ex for me, I didn't need that explained in, in the sense because I've been reading comics my whole life and that's just what they do. Sometimes it just works. Okay? It just works sometimes. And you buy it. You go, okay, whatever. Sometimes I do need that explaining, but in this particular film, I didn't. If you had shown me a film like Flash mm. or Cyborg where it's more scientific based. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's because it, they're scientists in a way. And Shazam is all about magic and sometimes magic can't be explained. So that's why I will, okay, it can just fly now. That's just the way it is. So overall, I'm very, very happy with this movie. And I think DC now, are, for me anyway, starting to really find their footing on what they want to be as a studio and moving forward with the, the franchise. Mm -hmm. With Aquaman, like, very, you know, it's tied to Justice League and the Grand Universe, same as Shazam, but very loosely. These are standalone movies, and as standalone movies on their own, I think they're very strong, and I hope they carry on with this momentum. Yeah, I think they've just, DC has just said, you know what, this cinema thing, connected cinematic universe, is not for us. We will, we will have a loose universe, but we're not built we're just not gonna do the whole marvel thing we tried it with justice league and it didn't work so we will just have each film will do its own thing then there will be that little thread that just connects them together i do like how the film and then in the future if they have a good enough story to do a team up then they do can, they can yeah. do it exactly because you've earned it exactly you know i do like how the film ended with um superman yes cameo in it that was really not good. henry cavill though henry yeah. cavill's suit but not henry cavill yeah yeah you know 
but that is what it is. I think it's contractual issues that stopped him from showing up, but that's fine. I, I did do like it. I mean, the final thing I'll say about I, I there's something I forgot to say is that I feel that certain aspects of the film were just a bit contrived and they happened just for the sake of it, not because it's real, it's not stuff we could relate to. They use some olden days type of story writing tricks. You know, so for example, and I was saying this to you earlier, I, I compare this film to, to Spider-Man Homecoming because they sort of have the same premise about family, about uh, with great power comes great responsibility, about a young kid getting his powers and learning to use his powers. They, but there is a parallel between both. But I think Spider-Man Homecoming did it much, much better. But in Spider-Man, it was, sorry, in Shazam, it was just very contrived classic very classic and i was like nah just 2019 man give us some this is the year where joker we're having a joker movie this is the year where we're seeing new things happen you know give us something new this that act where he beat he had a fight with the bullies and the bullies chased him down the alley you could literally copy and paste that in a movie in the year 1995 and yeah. it would work yeah i agree it was too easy that was just that was another criticism i had about it but moving on from that let's talk about the post-credit scenes yeah yeah so interesting post-credit scene yeah mr mind mr mind yeah that was i did i wasn't expecting that no i wasn't expecting that either now for all of you who don't know and that's probably all of you <laughs> who don't know that this is a deep cut yeah like this is like if you know Captain Marvel or Shazam, Shazam, you you know who this character is. And this goes back to like the 1940s, 50s, yeah. this character. So at the beginning of the movie, when we when we go to the lair, I love that when they look <laughs> when we have a lair. <laughs> I love that. I love when they were looking for a lair and they were talking to the estate agent. That that, <laughs> that was that was so great. So yeah, so when they're in the lair, when one of the first few scenes, we see a caterpillar. Mm-hmm. And just because uh, we see it so ever so quickly, and at the split second of my mind, I was like, huh? I was like, there's a caterpillar. This is a Shazam movie. Is that Mr. Mind? Could it be? Mm. And then an incident happens, and then we see the jar has been cracked, and the caterpillar is not there. And I thought, huh? And I thought, I thinking mm, that's intentional. You don't that that is intentional. Mm-hmm. So then we don't hear about it at all, and then we get to the end of the movie where we see Doctor Savannah in prison writing on the wall and then you know he, he's just going crazy and then he hears the voice and then he looks over and then he there he sees he sees this caterpillar with a little voice mechanism thing to speak and it's mr mind and they're going to be joining forces to take over the seven realms yeah although in the comics though mr mind he uses telepathy to talk yes he was he was he, he had this brain he could control people if i remember correct he could control people's brains he used to talk to them like i remember like you read it there wouldn't be a speech bubble there'd be like a that mind would be like a mind bubble and that was how he used to communicate so like the speech thing was kind of that was new but the thing is, for a movie, you have to sort of do it that way, mm. I think. But yeah, the looks like he's gonna team up, and the group they actually that he actually forms, which is one of the first yes. super villain group was ever best formed, ever. Yeah, is the I think the Monster Society of Evil. Uh, yeah, he had one quirky name. But it's a very 1950s type yeah. of name, the Monster Society. Of, you know, the broadcast mm -hmm. sort of old school style thing. But but straight like without. Without Doctor Mind, Mister Mind, and 
and that society, there would be no Suicide Squad. Magne um, Legion of Doom. Le yeah, there would be none, none of that. He, that. His group was the first ever... Because those days, comics, it was... Comics were, at the time, were not like about war. They were com superheroes fighting a big giant or superheroes fighting a robot from Russia because then comics were also... A tool for propaganda, quite political. Yeah, yeah it was very it was proper. So there was always like fighting the Russians. It was usually or the Germans. Yeah, the Russians or the Germans or a big robot. There was never this organized or little street criminals. There was never this organized group of supervillains. And he, Mister Mind, was the first ever group like that. So he opened the way, and it's interesting. Although his story is, I, I, I the reason I was surprised seeing him is. If you told me, tell me some things about Shazam that can be adapted to screenplay, Mr. Mind wouldn't, wouldn't come be there. One, no. Yeah, because he's first the name is off. The, his whole the, he mentioned the seven realms, and the seven realms are very outdated, like the happiness land, the emotional land. I can't remember their names. Honestly, I'm saying all of this from memory. There's the happiness land, there's the emotional land. I can't remember them, but they are just not they don't feel very modern so obviously they'll give it a twist but there you do be, you begin to see that they are paving the way for black adam because black adam is captain is shazam's nemesis it's not going to be easy you know how easy it was to take up to to deal with um dr savant it's not going to be easy with black adam black adam is is a wait. badass and <laughs> no. it's going to be the rock it's going to be the rock Dwayne yeah. johnson so yeah. so whenever that, that comes out whenever that i just hoped it, i i i so the reason I'm hoping this movie does well is because I want to see you, that. I think I think we're going to get a sequel. Yeah. I, th I think it's pretty confirmed. And the thing is, they have to move quickly with the sequel as well because of the young cast. Mm. Because, you know, they grow up so quickly. True, true. You, you need to get them while they're young mm -hmm. or else well, it's going to look kind of off. So, yeah, that, yeah, that movie will rock because Black Adam is, he doesn't take, for those of you that don't know, Black Adam is like the anti-hero for Shazam. He dresses in blue. I mean, the comics is blue. He's black. Is it? He's all black, black and black. gold. Yeah, sorry, black and gold. Sorry. Yeah. Hence the name black. Although he's black as well with a funny haircut. But he's he doesn't take nonsense. He is a he is brutal. Yeah, he can go toe to toe with Superman. Yeah. He yeah. is brutal and he really he doesn't have a cape. No. He he really hates Shazam. No, he doesn't have a cape. No. Yeah, he, he he really hates Shazam, but he's very, very, very powerful. So you know, the f whenever when I heard they were making a Shazam movie, the first thing that came to my mind, I said was Black I, Adam. Yeah, it was Black. Yeah, he's 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 yeah, he's he's the first villain that pops into your mind when you think of Shazam. Yeah. It is. I'm glad they didn't do that in the first movie, though. I'm glad we're, we're gonna st they're gonna be careful with it. They're gonna pave the way, like we see with Mister Mind. And I agree with you in the sense of like, if you had told me we're gonna do Shazam and stuff like that, Mister Mind wouldn't have been yeah. one that. Because it, it's very old school, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, no way, Mister yeah. Mind. How's that going to work? A talking caterpillar. A talking cat. How's that going to work? But they did it, and it worked. Mm -hmm. It worked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I'm I'm happy they did go for it because it's bold. It's yeah. it, it's a bold move, and I love that they're going all in. You're like you know, you know if you know these characters and you know the storylines, you know this reference. Yeah, yeah it's very deep cut. Yeah, and, and I love that they did that. I yeah, love it. that means they are certainly going to give us black Adam. Certainly, because they've but you know following your point it's good they didn't bring him in i felt they needed to give these young characters room 
you know, the uh, Rock would have overshadowed them. Yeah, yeah. You know, so they needed, like Will Smith did to everybody in Suicide Squad. You know, sometimes you put in one star in the midst of mm, not stars and he just, his shine just mm. overshines everybody and it's such a shame when that happens. So I'm happy that they gave these guys time to shine. Mm-hmm. Then movie two, The Rock will come on and it will be a, have you seen that The Rock movie? It's no longer going to be a Shazam movie. It's going to be that movie where that has the rock in it. So it's cool they did that. But um, no, I'm 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 looking forward to that because of the villains. I I knew like growing up reading comics, Black Adam was one I really knew well. Black Adam and the villain from I read a lot of Shazam and Green Lantern comics as well. So I a lot of their villains are very fresh in my brain. So it was cool to see that. Yeah, awesome. So we're gonna get into score time. Yes, and as well as that. I'm going to ask you to rank your DC movies now. So from Man of Steel to Shazam, give me your top five. Top five. So, okay, so my score first. We'll do the scores first. Yeah. Okay. Um, for this movie, it was a good movie. It wasn't a great movie, but it never, it never marketed itself as a great movie, you know. So for that reason, I can't give it a... I'm going to give it a 7.3. What about you? I'm going to disagree with you. I did think this movie was great. I had had a lot of fun with it. Uh, It did exactly what I wanted it to as well. I have been thinking about this for a while, and I think I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah, eight. Eight? Eight. Okay. Eight out of ten. Right. So to your question, my top five... Yeah, so from Man of Steel to Shazam, the DCU. Okay, so I don't shouldn't include Watchmen and things like that. No. Okay. Set it from where to where? So, so you have Man of Steel. Okay, from Batman, Batman versus Steel. Superman, okay. Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Justice League, mm. Aquaman, Shazam. So my first would be Wonder Woman. After Wonder Woman, I'd put um, Superman, the first one, the one with Zord in it. Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Yeah. Then, then Batman v Superman. Then. Um, Justice League, then Suicide Squad. Did I miss anyone out? Shazam. Oh, Shazam. Still early days. I don't know where to put it. But it's... You know, I said that my last two were Justice League and Suicide Squad. It's just before Justice League. So it's my it's Wonder Woman, the Superman, Superman v. Batman, Shazam, Justice League, then Suicide Squad. Cool. That's my... What's yours? Number one is Man of Steel. Okay. 100%. That's, I, I think that movie's a masterpiece. Better than Wonder Woman. Yeah, better okay. than Wonder Woman. Uh, second is Aquaman. Really? I loved Aquaman. I had, I, I've seen it a couple more times, and it still stands up for me. I really, really love it. Uh, then Wonder Woman. Then Batman versus Superman, the ultimate edition. I have okay. to be specific with that. That cut, the theatrical cut, not a fan. And then Shazam. Okay. Wow. Okay. Oh, okay. That's that, interesting. That's, that's my that's my no, reading. That, that's a good one. That's a it's a. I mean, it makes sense. I can see why you would choose um, Superman as number one. It was a good film. It was good. So you heard it here on Film Seven. Seven point three from ND. Eight out of ten from me. Shazam. Go see this film in the cinema. This is a film to be watched in the cinema. You'll have a blast. Uh, this is a great movie to kick off summer. I would say. Like, because we're now getting into the summer blockbusters. This is a good starter to kick us off. Yeah. So I'm very happy with that. Yeah. So, um, 
we've already spoken about it. Do you think we need to reiterate our Game of Thrones show or? Uh, no, I think the people got it. So, well, that will segue into the next section of the show, which is what's coming for you guys. Well, gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. What a huge week we have. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I've been waiting for this week for a long time. We've got three big things coming out. First is the movie we're going to be reviewing next week, and that is Hellboy. Hellboy, good. I can't wait for this movie. It just... It, I love the trailers. Yep. The trailers look awesome. It's going to be rated R. Yeah, that's the big part for me. It, you know, they're going full out with the monsters and the violence and David Harbour looks fantastic. I, I can't wait for this movie. This this I want a bonkers movie. I want it to be crazy. Give me all the monsters. And this is no continuation of the first two Hellboy. No, no, it's complete completely reboots. Um, I like the fact that they they had Mike Mignola, the, the creator of Hellboy and the writer of the comics. He was a producer on the show and a consultant. That's... For me, as a comic book fan, I love that. Because when you have the original creator there giving their input, this is the guy who created the character. Yeah. Listen to him. Yeah. Do you know He knows the character. So listen to that guy. And the fact that they've, they've publicly said, we're going back to the horror roots of Hellboy. Now, I love the Del Dora movies. Mm -hmm. I think they're, f I love those movies. They're really good fun. The, but it missed the horror aspect. They were PG-13 movies. Mm. This one's gonna go full out horror and I love that. Etrigan was DC or Marvel? Etrigan's DC. Etrigan's this DC. is Dark Horse. All right, okay. So Dark Horse is a yeah, it's another. There's some really good stuff on Dark Horse, but obviously the main character is Hellboy. So very excited about that. Are you going to be seeing it in the cinema? Oh, certainly. I'm going to be seeing it in the cinema. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I secondly thought, I mean, one of the reasons I was, we spoke about Be Cowboy Be Up earlier. They are doing the same thing. They got the original writer to be a consultant, and it's always good when they do that. Even just having the originator's blessing on a, something it just does something it could be just one line make his cape red instead of blue just that just changes everything you know so yeah i'm certainly going to see it in the cinema certainly so, yeah. going to see it and as well as that on the small screen we have game of thrones so as you listen to this episode we are literally one week away from the episode the premiere of season eight I mean, what else can we say that we haven't already said on this show? So can we. We can't wait. We're going to go full in-depth on each episode as it comes out. Check it out on Film 7. And we're just going to get geeky and nerdy yep. on this. And to go along with that geek and nerdy is, we shall announce this as well, we're going to be doing a one-off special. And this is going to be focused on Star Wars Celebration. Mm -hmm. This is the big thing for me. I mean, we call it one-off because we're still going to do another one before episode. Nine. Yes, but. yes. But this is going to be focused on everything that comes out of Star Wars Celebration. And man, I can't wait for Star Wars Celebration. Like, I'm so gutted I can't be there. <laughs> I would love to be there, but obviously we can't. It's very far away and very expensive to get there. But all the news... Okay, what do you think is going to happen? Um, we're going to see... Well, we the obvious ones, we're going to get the name... So, yes. So we'll of episode nine? We're going to name, I reckon we're going to get poster, yep. name, trailer. Not, I think we're going to get a teaser. Not mm. Nope, Fallout trailer. I think they have to. They will do that in Comic-Con. They don't do Comic-Con anymore. Excuse me? Uh, Marvel, Star Wars, all of that stuff, they don't do Comic-Con anymore. They're only Star Wars Celebration or the Disney convention. I, I'm just knowing this. Mm -hmm. When did that happen? They pulled out a couple of years ago. 
Really? Yeah, oh. Marvel don't do comic cons anymore. Now I sound thick. <laughs> okay. So I think back to the question. I think this uh, is Star Wars celebration. They're gonna do the full trailer there. Yeah. I mean, now that comic, I just learned that comic con. Uh, what month are we in? We are in April. Film comes out in December. Yeah, maybe a trailer. Well, certainly we're gonna get the name. Yeah. We're gonna we're, get the we're, name. We're gonna get it. I think. I think. The trailer is gonna be over two minutes. Wow, I doubt I that. Think, I th- no, I think we're going to get over two minutes because the first trailer for The Last Jedi was over two minutes and that premiered at Star Wars Celebration. Mm. The f- first main trailer for Force Awakens, Chewie, we're home. Mm. Over two minutes at Star Wars Celebration. You know what? I think what's happening in, in my brain, I've forgotten that it's Disney. Yes, it's Disney. There will be a trailer. Yeah, there will certainly be a trailer. There'll be a trailer. There'll be a trailer. You know, I was still thinking... Although I was still having my Lucas hat on my head, that independent indie vibe about it's him. not that anymore. It's not yeah. that. It's a corporation that wants to make money, that wants to push out it out there as quick as possible to get the buzzer. Yep. I think you, ha- I think you have to give a full trailer because we have it. We don't know anything. You know, yeah. as previous to you know, Force Awakens: The Last Jedi, we've heard things about what's going to happen in the movie. We know nothing. Nothing. Yeah. We know absolutely nothing. I think they're going to go full out with this one. So that's going to be on Friday. I can't wait for that. It's going to be live stream on YouTube, so you can watch the panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm definitely going to be watching it. Like it's true because nothing has leaked. Everybody has just nothing. Nobody knows no- anything. Yeah. Wow. So this is going to be crazy. So yeah, we're going to do a one-off special episode celebrating Star Wars celebration plenty to celebrate this year regarding Star Wars so we can't wait to do that and this week has been a long one hasn't it yep but we hope you guys have stayed with us straight through the end and before we head off where can the people find you Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Unduaj N-D-U-A-J and you can find me at Sweaty Jake on Twitter and Instagram and you can also find Film 7 on Apple Podcast Spotify SoundCloud, and all major streaming services. Until next week, see you later, guys.